This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance. I'm Wong Xiaoning. With a few days left till 2024, it's a strategic time to explore opportunities to leverage the tax exemptions within this current year of assessment. And although let's admit there isn't much time left, could there be any eligible tax exemptions that maybe have slipped your mind? Helping us to know is Christine Ko. She's Managing Partner of Owen KLCA. She's a Chartered Accountant, Tax Agent and Auditor. Good morning, Good morning, Christine. Thanks for joining us. Now, let's start off with what are the tax reliefs that will not be included next year, but we can still take advantage of in the last few days of 2023? Hi. Good morning, everyone. Um, so... Actually, for claiming of tax relief, we need to show that we have already spent the money and keep the receipt. So, actually, I do not recommend any unnecessary spending solely for the tax benefit, but there's one exception. Okay, If you have children, deposit the money into their SSPN account, Scheme Simpanan Pendidikan National Account. This is a saving account with interest income, and the amount saved can be withdrawn for children's education in the future. So by depositing money into SSPN account, you can enjoy the tax relief of up to 8,000 ringgit per year without the necessity of immediate spending. So if you wish to claim this tax relief in year 2023, please make sure that you deposited the money before 31st December this year. Okay, so run off to the bank to do that, right? Because uh, uh, there's a gain in terms of you saving more money and plus you get to enjoy the tax relief. So good advice there. And now similarly, as we file our taxes for 2023, some people might think, hey, I'm still entitled to claim for this and that. So what perhaps was included in 2022, but is not included in 2023, which we shouldn't consider anymore? Okay, there are actually two reliefs that are discontinued in 2023. First one is the domestic travel of 1,000 ringgit, which was only until last year, 2022, and also the additional 2,500 relief on purchase of handphone, notebook, and also tablet. Oh, okay. All right, so um, let's talk about some of the confusion out there that happened this year, one of which is dental expenses. Uh, we all need to visit the dentist, so it was good that the government gave us a, a thousand ringgit. But that was announced in version one of Budget 2023, uh, which was tabled by the Ismail Sabri administration. Of course, we have a new government. They then tabled their own budget in March this year. So help us clarify if dental treatment is still eligible for the period in the for the period of 2023. Okay, due to the change of government, so the initial version of budget uh, 2023, which including the proposal of rental expenses relief of 1,000 ringgit, was not gazetted eventually. So consequently, it was not implemented for year 2023. But this rental expenses relief of 1,000 ringgit has been included in budget 2024 and it has been officially gazetted. So in another words, 
if you wish to go for your dental examination in these few days, you may want to consider to defer it to next year so that you can enjoy the tax relief of 1,000 ringgit. Okay, that's provided it's not really, really urgent and you aren't in True. severe pain, right? So, of course, if you're in severe pain, please don't try and save the tax. Go and see the dentist ASAP. Okay, uh, meanwhile, I think the government has clearly really tried to encourage Malaysians to save for their retirement. We are, a lot of Malaysians don't have enough savings, um, barely, you know, everyone thinks that they have in, in, enough in EPF and usually that's not the case. So can you tell us whether there are any initiatives for taxpayers with this regard, on this regard? Yes, it is. Um, with effect from uh, 2023, to further encourage saving for old age, the tax relief for life insurance amounting to 3,000 ringgit is expanded to cover additional voluntary contribution to EPF. This one, both the self-employed and also employed individual can take advantage of it because under the EPF Act 1991, um, the maximum voluntary contribution is 60K per year but the tax uh, claimable amount is only 3,000 ringgit. Yeah. Okay. And what about certain costs like medical, you know, which can be very high, children also, ex you know, expenses for kids uh, just increase year on year. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any tips in terms of maximising the tax exemptions and what are the current reliefs actually offered? Um, indeed, certain medical expenses like, um, especially like fertility treatments, uh, IVF cost can be very high and it will surplus the maximum allowable uh, medical relief of 10,000 per taxpayer. Mm. So one of the approach to maximize the tax relief is to split the eligible expenses between husband and wife. You can request the hospital to give separate receipt for husband and wife so that both will be able to claim the medical relief of 10,000 ringgit each. So this is for the medical expenses wise. And um, the other one for childcare expenses, it's important to note that splitting of receipt between spouse does not work here because the relief, the childcare relief can only be claimed by one parent, not both. Okay. So the permitted uh, tax relief, this one we need to strategize it accordingly. We need to get the receipt under the name of the parent with higher income in order to enjoy higher tax benefit in the family. Mm, okay. I'm going to come back about, you know, whether couples should claim or should file their taxes separately or as a couple because I understand it's allowed. But first off, are there any other medical expenses that are still, that you can claim under for tax relief? Oh, actually, there are quite a number of uh, expenses that can claim under the uh, medical expenses on serious diseases. Mm. So for serious diseases, one, it covers like AIDS, cancer, heart attack, leukemia, uh, Parkinson, uh, mental illness. There are a whole list of it, which you can actually find it on IRB website. Mm. Um, beside this one, fertility treatment has been added in year 2020. And besides that, uh, expenses for children with learning disability can claim up to 4,000 ringgit. Uh, for complete medical examination and also COVID-19 tests, it can claim up to 1,000 ringgit. For vaccination, it can claim up to 1,000 ringgit. 
and also the dental expenses that we mentioned just now mm. uh, added in 2024, which we can claim up to 1,000 ringgit as well. Uh, Christine, is it a good idea for couples to file their taxes as a unit or is it still better I file my own taxes and then my spouse files his own taxes? Okay, um, in terms of uh, filing of tax return, you can file as a combined assessment or a separate assessment. If husband and wife both are working, most likely it's better to file under separate assessment because under separate assessment, your uh, there's more relief that you can be claimed because if you combine as one assessment, it's deemed as one taxpayer and the relief can only be claimed once. Mm. But if you separate into two assessments, you can actually claim two times. Although you can't and claim for the same child twice. Uh, no, not for the same child. <laughs> not for the same child, but let's say like lifestyle relief. So each have 2,500 instead of uh, just one 2,500. So um, besides that, the tax rate will be lower as well because when aggregated both persons' income, um, the tax rate likely will be higher. Our tax rate in Malaysia is actually a progressive tax rate. The higher the income, the higher will be the tax rate. So uh, general rule is that if the other lower income spouse earning uh, less than uh, 10,000 ringgit, then you can consider combined assessment. But if uh, the other, the lower income spouse actually earn more than 10K per year, I would say likely, no, just go for separate assessment. Because the uh, additional uh, relief that can be claimed as a combined assessment is only the spouse relief, which is only 3,000 ringgit. Mm. Yeah. And what about for the sandwich generation? For you know, Are there any reliefs available for expenses when we look because many of us look after our elderly parents yes um absolutely there is a, a parents medical expenses relief of up to eight thousand ringgit and this relief actually will be easier to claim as compared to self medical expenses on serious disease so the the area that is covered under this relief is actually wider it includes medical treatment purchase of medicine dental care, daycare, and even the fees paid to care to take care of our parents. Mm. So starting from 2024, the scope also extended to cover medical examination for parents. Okay. And this, you know, there's this always general broad category uh, called lifestyle relief. I think it's claimable up to 2,500. You know, but what can we claim for and I'm sure in your line, you've seen common mistakes people have made when when they try to claim for this. What are they? Okay, actually, there's recent changes uh, in relation to this lifestyle relief. The lifestyle relief uh, in current, uh, in 2024, it has been expanded to cover uh, skill enhancement courses like the language course, photography course, and also cooking classes. But... Uh, previously, lifestyle relief also covers sports equipment. Mm. Starting from 2024, it has been excluded. Oh, okay. We have to claim sports-related relief under a separate one. Okay, so let's say we talk about 2023. What can you claim for and what can't you claim for? What are the common mistakes you make then? Like since sports is still something that comes under that category as of for this year. 
yeah, as a tax agent, I always see my clients trying to claim attires and shoes under sports relief. But this is a total no-no because uh, IRB already uh, um, give their stance saying that uh, they will not allow uh, claiming of attires and shoes under sports, although they understand that certain sports will require specific attire, mm. but their stand is still they do not allow because uh, they, they regard this as uh, more for fashion-wise instead of for sports purpose. So what can you claim for under sports then? What's eligible? Any equipment that is in relation to the sport, let's so, say like you want to the basketball... Yeah, the basketball, the bicycle, uh, like your even your gym membership is actually claimable. Tennis I record. I understand yes. it includes even things like rental of the badminton hall, shuttlecocks. That's all okay. It has to be specific. Yes, that's right. And even includes of some um, uh, trainings, specific trainings, and also like registration fees for some competitions. Okay, I've been speaking to Christine Ko, Managing Partner of Owen KLCA on tax relief to take advantage for in 2023. We'll be taking a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Wong Xiaoning. Today, we're discussing what tax exemptions you can take advantage of in the last few days of 2023 and, of course, even in 2024. Joining me to discuss this is Christine Ko, Managing Partner of Owen K- KLCA. Now, Christine, as, as like I say, we only have a few days um, left till 2024. But I'm, I'm just curious, for the new year, Perhaps you can tell us, are there any expenses that qualify for tax exemption that are just going to continue, that the government hasn't decided that they're going to change? Okay, actually the government has been quite generous. Uh, I would say that all the tax relief that is available in 2023, that uh, all are going to be continued in year 2024. And some relief even with increased limit and extended scope. Mm. Okay, so, so mm, there's what? no additional relief, but there's no any relief that has been seized as well. Okay, and earlier on, you did mention this uh, change in 2024 where there'll be a new category just for sports. Has mm-hmm. are there going to be some differences in terms of what's allowed? Um, actually, the nature itself is exactly the same. I will say that uh, um, what you can claim is the sports equipment, gym membership, uh, previously allowed under lifestyle relief now has been moved to under uh, sports equipment relief but the nature itself doesn't change much uh, it's, uh, it's, so it can it can cover um, the equipment's membership fee and also the uh, uh, um, what we mentioned just now about the uh, the courses mm. and also registration fee for the uh, competition. As long as the sports activity is listed in the Sports Development Act 1997, then it will be claimable. All right, let's talk about self-improvement, right? Mm. It's important, especially if we want to enhance our job prospects. Does Is there any tax relief available for skill improvement and pers- personal development causes? And how do we know what, what causes are eligible for this? Uh, yes, it's available. Um, there's a... Uh, Education fee relief of up to 7,000 ringgit, uh, which will cover acquisition of qualification in various fields at tertiary level. 
uh, any course in postgraduate course uh, postgraduate level, and also accredited upskilling and self enhancement courses. Okay, so these accredited courses are, are it must be recognized by the Director General of Skills Development, and the comprehensive list can be found in the website of Jabatan Pembangunan Kemahiran. Mm. Okay. So um, the courses actually covers a lot of area like sewing, makeup, furniture, aquaculture, food preparation, etc. Um, and besides that, it may sound a bit confusing as compared to the skill enhancement courses under lifestyle relief. Because under lifestyle relief, we can also claim these uh, skill enhancement courses. Mm. The difference between the two is that under this educational fee relief, the course must be accredited by government. Ah. Whereas the skill enhancement courses under lifestyle relief can be any uh, course okay. accreditation. So do check out that list. Um, and in, you know, other this sometimes, you know, even I get confused about the, uh, the, the types of tax relief. So have I missed out any? Can you help us rem- remind us if there's any significant ones that we should actually consider or we want to, we um, should take advantage of? Yeah, there are a few that uh, people tend to forget about it. Uh, first one is the EV charging facility. Now that we are moving to electrical cars, so uh, if you subscribe to the EV charging um, service or you install your own EV charging at home, mm. both are actually claimable for up to 2,500 ringgit. Uh, education fee is one of the easier to be missed out one. And the other one is breastfeeding equipment. Okay, sorry. Let's talk about the education fees. What is it? How okay. much are you eligible education for? Education fee is the one that we just discussed, the 7,000 ah, ringgit for okay. the self-enhancement courses. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, the breastfeeding equipment is for the uh, moms that can claim up to uh, 1,000 ringgit on every two years. Um, and when it comes to taxes... It's not, mm. you know, and paying of our taxes and filing of it. There's a bit of dreading, right? Because you have to make sure that your paperwork is in order. So give us some practical tips to help us manage this. So come March, April, May, depending when is your filing, you're not dreading it. Yeah, is I would say that the most important thing is to keep your receipts in order, keep all your supporting documents in place. So when it come to tax filing deadlines, it will be very easy for you. And it's important to claim the actual uh, expenses that you have spent. Do not claim anything extra, um, because RB can sample select to tax audit the taxpayer in the event of uh, unable to uh, show the relevant receipt to the IRB during tax audit, mm. the relief will be added back and uh, subject to additional tax payable uh, and penalty for in relation to the unclaimed portion. And it's also important to keep the paperwork for a few years, right? Not just because you filed it and then you can forget about it, is it? Yes, uh, under the law, we are required to keep the document for seven years. Um, but normally, IRB will only open the files for five years. Okay, because but... uh, if they wish to open uh, above five years, more than five years, they need to prove that there's actually fraudulence involved or negligence involved. Then only they can open beyond five years. But Christine, receipts fade. <laughs> so what do we do? <laughs> 
Okay, so a good practice is that those um those receipts that may fade, you need to photocopy it and keep it, or at least you scan it. Because I found that uh Abby has been quite um quite okay with uh digital copy of the receipt recently. Yeah. Okay, so they have moved in uh moved with times. Well, they do want us to file our taxes online, right? And so, I think it, it makes life much easier. You can actually get your refunds also much easier. Do it yourself if you can, especially if you just have a single line income. It's not that complicated, I suppose. Now, aside from that, if you are one of those that do get a letter from the IRB saying that, you know, it's time for an audit or maybe you owe them taxes, what should you do uh, aside from maybe that initial panic? Yeah, actually, there's no point to panic because what IRB wants is just money. They will not put you. They know they will not simply put you in jail or or take any further action. No, it's not a. Uh, normally, it's not a criminal cases. So no need to be panic. Just um uh, if you are not sure, you can always uh, seek for advice from tax consultant, uh, to see how to resolve it. Because it may be uh misunderstanding from IRB side, or maybe they got uh, some wrong information. And uh, that's why they come up with a uh, inaccurate computation, mm. which we can appeal against the uh, IRB's findings and eventually reduce the tax payable. So when you receive a letter from IRB, it's not end of the world. We can we there's still chance to resolve it. Yeah, but don't ignore it, right? So make that appointment yes. to see them. Bring your documentation, I suppose, and sit down and talk to them about what happened. Yeah, never ignore it because uh, once you ignore it, IRB will deem it as. This one is actually the tax liability that you're supposed to pay. And first step that they will take is uh, to impose travel restriction. You will not be able to travel overseas. After that, they will further uh, take up the legal case mm. to sue the taxpayer. And um, that, will, that will be difficult to settle by then. So it's better to take action immediately uh, upon receiving letter from IRB. Okay, that's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to Christine Cole, Managing Partner of Owen KLCA. Join us next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10am News Bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Wong Xiaoning from The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.